Pension Inspection presents Going Ultra! This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Welcome to Going Ultra. Visit mjmunoz.com gu for notes and links. And don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and comment to help me grow. I am talking about episode 3 of SSSS.Dinazanon. The episode is entitled, What is a Traitor? It aired originally in the United States, anyway, April 16, 2021. The writer is Keichi Hasegawa, and the director is unknown. I don't know why that is, but they are. Anyway, I'm going to jump right into it. The static for this episode uh, is this. Galma's confession wasn't strong enough to solve the trust issue. He is hoping to meet someone is not enough to sell them on trusting him. Specifically, I think the trust issue was with Minami and Yamogi, and uh, <laughs> uh, Kiyomi just seemed to go along with it. Anyway, um, it wasn't enough. I would have thought it would have been enough that he was trying to stop Kaiju from rampaging and killing people and destroying cities because uh, Yamogi is slightly motivated by that. Manami is very motivated by that. In fact, there was a cut when Manami was confronting Yamogi about uh, needing to practice and whatnot, where um, like he didn't want to go to, no, it wasn't practice. It was, he didn't want to go to Chiba. He was like, what are we going to do? How are we going to get there? And she was like, she kind of stared hard at him. There was a cut to destruction. And then he's like, yeah, you're right. We need to go. And then they went. Okay. So she cares about that. She was very sensitive though, to the fact that he was hiding something from them. And I got to say, I'm a little shocked that Juga was able to put so much doubt in, uh, Yomogi because, it just, I'm surprised. I mean, they're expressly uh, creating kaiju and causing them to cause havoc. So why would Yamogi trust him at all? It was interesting. It was nice. It was neat that he went to him and was, you know, not trying to kill him. He was very polite, whatever. But uh, the guy's potentially a killer. You know, he's trying to cause massacres and, and you and, you know, uh, Gauma or Gauma specifically motivated you to try to stop him. So why would you trust him more. And I liked that Manami uh, asked him, which of the two of them do you trust uh, more? And he said, neither. And she said something like, good point. Uh, I appreciated that, but just, I don't know. It just, it doesn't work. And then to, to go from that point of not really trusting Galma to then suddenly trusting him because he really wants to go see somebody who he hasn't been able to see for 5,000 years. And who knows if he even saw them then at that time. I, I, I just don't get that. Okay. Enough of the static. Let's move on to the sizzle. That Dyna racer car sure looks cool. Uh, like, like I said in the last episode, I don't even like Mecha, really. I, I, I enjoy some aspects of it, but like, it looks really cool. <laughs> I love all the action with the driving and everything. Uh, the the various Mecha, Dyna Wing, Dyna Rex, Dyna Wheels, Dyna Racer, I don't know, whatever it's called, uh, racing over to Chiba to confront the Kaiju looked really slick. Uh and then blasting the kaiju up into space was such a great moment. Um, I liked how everybody got on board. They all shouted together. Um, uh, yeah, it was satisfying. Even with me not liking how quickly they sold, they got sold. But it feels like everybody gives. Like, the animation is so earnest. It's so heartfelt. It's just it's going for it 100%. And, like, the acting um, is so on point and so... Uh, I don't know, vivacious or whatever that just, yeah, they sold me. Okay. I didn't believe it in the moment, but, or I didn't believe it looking back that they bought it, but in the moment I was all for it. So there you go. 
I'm moving on to the soul section, searching for that, that deepness, you know. Uh, the seeming hope that Manami has of seeing her sister again was stirring. We know Gauma is hoping to meet someone. Manami lost her sister. I wonder if that means Chise, Koyomi, and Yomogi are missing someone as well. Yomogi's dad isn't around. Did they mention why? I don't remember. Is there a shrine in the house? I didn't see one. Is he dead? Maybe. Uh, maybe the people who have the ability to... Well, I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, it's just her saying that, that kaiju defy common sense and they can cause anything to happen. Or with kaiju, the power of kaiju makes anything possible. Or what is the exact quote? I have it up here somewhere. Uh, the power of kaiju makes the impossible possible, right? That's what she says as she's floating in space. Probably thinking about her sister, her little totem, the, the two onks interlocked with each other. Oh, Egyptian onks. There's, there's speculation that episode 18 of the original then, um, SSS, or the original Gridman, rather, Gridman the Hyper Agent, uh, had some, like, a mummy in it, and there was a, that dragon thing that shows up in the original Gridman and stuff. Um, so, like, this is all connected to the larger Gridman universe. Um, but, anyway, it's interesting that there was a mummy. I would assume an Egyptian mummy, but maybe not. Um, but you would think so. And then there's the onks that she has, the black and the silver. Uh, that's like a totem or whatever, representing her, her sister. That thing's floating next to her when she's thinking about uh, the impossible becoming possible. And she had just been... Uh, you know, confronted with the information that Galma's looking to meet somebody, a lady, and maybe she's thinking about meeting her sister now with the power of the impossible kaiju, um, which kind of leads me to some unscheduled speculation. Uh, I wonder, is it possible that she could be tempted to, to join them, uh, to join the uh, the kaiju eugenicists? I, I wouldn't think so, but you never know. Anyway, moving on to the proper speculation, does Dinazanon rely on broken people, I wonder? People who are hurt and longing and know what it is to be a victim so that they have the instinct and heart to protect others? I would imagine that the kaiju eugenicists don't have that level of empathy. Maybe that is how their instance domination functions, that they don't have empathy, that they don't care. Maybe they're hurt in a similar way to these, uh, um, to the Dinazanon 4, because uh, well, the three of them anyway, have the potential, they have aptitude uh, that Gauma sees, and maybe there's some something that has to do with a loss in them. Um, it just, I, I don't know, I find that an interesting question, and, and we'll see how that gets explored. Uh, now, I have a question in the debate section here. Do the kaiju eugenicists feel like alternate versions of the Dinazanon 4? Gauma's analog is obvious, and I'm, I'm counting Gauma, uh, Chise Kiyomi, and uh, Minami as the Dinazanon 4. Anyway, um, but yeah, his, you know, the hot-headed pink-slash-red-haired guy who wants to destroy him, he's an obvious analog. Um, I don't know. Juga kind of feels like an older version of Yumogi or like an older brother to him or something. Uh, I think they both have yellow eyes. Um, I know the other two could be forced to match up with Kiyomi and Minami if I really tried, but I need to see more of them. Um, the girl uh, kind of leaned over to the to the other guy and was like, hey, can we leave now? Like, are we already done? And he's like, yeah, probably. And that, like, apathetic attitude of the guy, like, yeah, I guess we could probably leave, uh, feels like a neat, it feels kind of like something Koyomi might say or how he might respond to something. And the um, the girl, like, just wanted to get out of there, not wanting to be held to obligations um, that someone else is putting on her or whatever, uh, you know, is in line with what Manami was doing just so up until recently. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd love to hear feedback on that because I, I kind of can see it. I can kind of see it. Although... Uh, Koyomi feels a little bit like, uh, what is it, Samurai Caliber? He feels a little bit like that, and then Chisei being connected to him. I don't know, does she kind of feel like the, the jet girl, or was she the jet or the, the tank? I think she was the dozer, uh, from Gridman. I don't know. I, I don't know how this is supposed to work. Anyway, uh, but that's, that's pretty much it. That's my coverage of this for now. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up real, real, real quick. 
and suggest that you check out mgmunders.com slash gu, that you uh, type in the, the top of the search bar there, um, Glowbug, and you'll find Avon the Glowbug, which is a story I'm writing. It's a children's story, eh, loosely inspired by uh, Ultraman, but more or less inspired by Tokusatsu. Um, I kind of want to do a whole Tokusatsu bedtime story type thing uh, where kids encounter, you know, scary stuff or whatever, and they overcome it through the power of tokusatsu type characters coming in and, and helping them. Um, anyway, check that out. Check out my uh, other version of Going Ultra, my, my other Going Ultra going on right now, where I'm talking about Ultraman Z. Uh, Ultraman Z episode 11 was really fantastic. I really loved it. Um, there was so much good in it, and uh, that, you know the, the review, the analysis of that is out now, and you can hear that. And um, that's about it. I'm going to go ahead and stop there, but I'm going to ask that you check out all my other uh, podcasts, all my other review type stuff that I'm doing over uh, on the website as well as my writing. So uh, with that, I'm going to remind you that you don't need to shout henshin to be a hero. I'm going to leave you with peace and blessings. This is MJ signing out.